worship the Lord.
of the Lord. You have to let him know that for yourself. Hallelujah. Bless your name. We have to be treatment. He said he inhabit the praises and he seeking those that worship in spirit and in truth. something good. Bless your Lord. Mighty God. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
let him know that that he can have all of you today. All of you right now. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't belong to no one else. I'm not surrendering myself to anyone else. Only to you. Only to you, Lord, I give myself. I'm, that's a, I'm giving myself away. And I'm being very selective to who I give myself to. And I've selected you. I've selected you, Lord, above everything, above everybody. Bless you, Lord. Again, we want to thank you for joining with us this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Lord God. I, I pray and hope that you're, that you're moving into this day or maybe you're coming to an end of your day with expectations of what God is going to do because he is going to bless us. He's going to bless us. This began on, on Tuesday night in Bible class that the, that the, the the word went forth saying that he is, there is a release that is on the way. And I want you to know that that word is still in the atmosphere. That word is still traveling from place to place for those that are faithful. There is a release that is on the way. Bless you, Lord God. And so we thank God for it, for you that have joined in. And certainly we pray our prayer. Matter of fact, let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, for blessing us to rise up this day with a reasonable portion of health, a reasonable portion of emotion and mental faculties. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you blessed us, Lord God, to be here in our respective places, wherever we are, and our minds are on you, our thoughts, our hearts is about you. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those that would be in service today, Lord God, and for maybe work, maybe it is sickness, Lord God, or injury of some sort. Lord, you know, Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, as their heart is about you. Lord God, touch those, O oh Lord, that have pressed their way Lord Jesus, above situations and circumstances and have made it into the house of prayer. Lord God, remember those that are tuned in right now and those that will be tuning in later. Lord God, we give you glory and honor. Lord Jesus, as we declare your word, Lord Jesus, bless me to decrease as you increase, Lord. In Jesus' name, we'll be careful to give you praise, glory, and honor. Amen. We're in the book of Revelation, and uh, I, my, my prayer is that you have shared that with someone. Let them know that there is a man that is uh, just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody, and that somebody is Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation, the third chapter, uh, the seven, beginning at the seventh verse, and if you have not, uh, just there is uh, the, the word of God has been is out there in our. Uh, if you type in God on demand, there's an archive that has the, the, the previous messages that have been recorded and left there, and many are tapping into that and listening because it is about the Lord, and so we're this is a soul saving station. Cornerstone Apostolic Church is a soul-saving station. It's about the saving of your soul. And the most prosperous thing that can happen to you is your soul being saved. So Revelation 3, 7, beginning at the seventh verse, it says, And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things said, He that is holy, he that is true, he that have the key of David, he that open it, and no man shut it, and shut it, and no man open. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and I and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. 
and has kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Behold that fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown. Him that have an ear, let him, I will make, him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of the heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. We talk about the church of Ephesus. The Lord told them that I, I miss, I miss you. And he said, ask them to love him the way they used to. Do you love God the way you used to? Or have things got in the way? Uh, obstacles, people. Uh, and the list could be can go on, but do you love God the way you used to? Uh, the church of Samaria uh, was signed, sealed, and delivered a message that did not contain any condemnation. The church of Pergamos uh, uh, let us know that Satan shows up at church. Uh huh. And not only does he show up at some places, he even have a seat. It may be a seat on the deacon board. It may be a seat on a mother's board, a praise team, a seat in the choir. But he has a seat. And no one has ushered him out. And that comes with an influence. And so the Lord told them, I know where Satan's seat is. Church of Thyatira kept the word of God diligently. And the Lord told them that, that you need to come up. And when you come up, you'll get a star. So you rocking, but you, there's still another step to make. The church of Sardis uh, thought they was rich, had a reputation that they lived. There's many that seem like they are alive today. Maybe it, it is a mega church or maybe it is a small church with just a few members and it seemed like they got it going on but the bible said that uh they appeared to be alive but they were really dead uh they seemed like everything was right because they had the outer appearance but on the inside they were decaying and so when we look in the mirror after hearing the word do we change we see the reflection of ourselves, but then we leave and go on about our business. And it becomes business as usual. The Church of Philadelphia, God sends a message to them. And uh, the thought is, hold on. Help is on the way. To hold on means to grasp or support something uh, with your hands, mind, emotion with whatever it is going to take not to lose what you have. Someone has lost what they had and need to get it back. Some have a little bit of strength. And the Lord is saying, hold on. You could be trying to hold on to someone. You know, we, we've all done that. We tried to hold on to somebody, you know, and if you live a little longer, you might try that too. Uh, regardless of what people tell you, let them go. You still may do all that you can to hold on to them, only to find out that they had already left. Elvis had left the building. And so uh, a mother could be holding on to a child's hand, you know, to protect them. 
You know, when we walk down the street, uh, uh, LG will grab my hand, uh, secure, making sure that they're safe. And so we hold on for those reasons. Uh, some have stopped themselves from doing some things. That is also a way of holding on. What you would do, you, you caught yourself and said, no, I'm not going to do that because it would offend God. I'm not going to do that because it would offend my wife or it would offend my husband. I'm not going to do that because it would hurt my children. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to lose my job if I didn't. I won't do that because the respect that others would have for me would be lost. So I'm going to hold on to my integrity. I'm going to hold on. The Bible said that Job was a man that eschewed evil. He hated it. And uh, therefore, he uh, governed himself that way so that he held on. He was a person of integrity. Growing up, my godmother taught us and stressed that you need to learn how to uh, love the good and hate the evil. And I appreciate that uh, because that stuck with me. And I've learned how to love the good and to hate the evil. You're going to do what you love to do. And you're going to resist that which you dislike. Hold on, Ken, and it's used as a command. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That's a command uh, to stop something from occurring. During the course of controversy, you may have told somebody, hold on. In other words, stop. Wait a minute. Uh, maybe there was some information that was being given to you and you had to stop them. And you may have used those words. Hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, because there's some information that needs to be properly digested. Uh, or maybe something caught you off guard and it surprised you. And you said, hold on. Uh, you heard it for the first time. Or you did not fully understand or agree with it. And so you said, hold on. As you already know, hold on can be used in several different ways. Here the Lord is speaking to his children, the church of Philadelphia, and saying, hold on, your help is on the way. Philadelphia is, a, uh, is Greek for brotherly love, or, or philo, uh, meaning beloved or dear. It's also Adelphio, uh, meaning brother or brotherly. Philadelphia then, uh, like today, had two sides of the track. You know, uh, maybe you heard that expression. Either you live on the north side or you live on the south side of the track. Maybe you live on the west side or the east side, but it is a phrase that is meant uh, that there is uh, two types of lives that are being lived. Philadelphia today uh, in America is one of the fifth largest cities. And depending on which side of the track you're on, will have its own experience. Not trying to be mean, but let's just be real. There is an experience that occurs in life. And some people feel good that they live on the, what they consider the north side of the track. And that's fine if they want to feel that way. But I, I realized that there's something that comes with our experience. Uh, me and my cousins one day, we were laughing and talking as things went on and the economy was, was heavily impacted, you know, and people were losing their mind and, and just going uh, ballistic and, and crying and having breakdowns because they lived on what is called the north side of the track. They didn't know how to deal with some things. And so they were falling apart over what they felt was important, what they thought they had uh, when the economy changed. Uh, because we were taught that, uh, and we didn't grow up with, you know, the quote unquote silver spoon. Uh, one of the things about growing up on the south side uh, is that you have coping skills. You learn how to deal with things. You learn how not to fall apart when things don't go your way. Because we don't live where uh, the influence it was so great that you could buy yourself into college. We didn't live in that, uh, you know, so you had to work hard and study. Uh, to get there. Uh, we didn't live where uh, friends had the influence to get you into the employment. You had to show yourself, improve yourself 
uh, knowledgeable, uh, you had to go in and, and, and also tear down some of the characteristics that had been uh, established regarding you as a person when they see you and size you up. You had to go in and disprove that. And so we learn coping skills and how not to fall apart when going, uh, when we don't have, or when things don't go our way. How to be frugal, a thrifty, uh, you know, instead of jumping up buying an expensive uh, import that you know you cannot maintain, uh-huh, uh, uh, yeah, a high maintenance vehicle, you go and you buy a Chevy, something that you could fix yourself. You know that, uh, mm, bless your Lord, that a GM part can go on a Chevy, a Cadillac, a Buick, huh? And so you know uh, that to get something to be real, so you know how to be few, uh, frugal, you know, and how to strive and how to work hard and not to be easily taken advantage of by others. And, know, and also knowing where your help come from. See, there's a lot of benefits that are not talked about on the south side of the track. Uh, you know, and you learn to appreciate. You learn to appreciate. And then you have those that, and I'm not going to go too far in that, 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 that once they do get a little something, something, they, they become bougie. Uh, but we won't talk about that today. And, and so <laughs> they, they, they no longer, well, listen, let's go on here. And so you know where your help come from. You know, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help coming from the Lord, Thank you, Jesus. which made heaven and earth. You. you know, you, you on that south side of the track, Hallelujah. Your, your, your grandmother prayed on that south side of the track. Uh, I can't talk about the north side, but I do know about the south side. You know, your grandfather prayed and sang hymns unto the Lord. On that south side, your mother took you to church. Yes. You know, whether you wanted to go or not, you went to church. Uh, somebody uh, made an old song about they, uh, uh, I was drugged. You know, they drugged me to church. That's what they was making a reference to. And so you went there because you were told it was mandatory. And so you heard them praying. And you knew that when you did get in trouble, because some of us got in trouble. Some of us was hard-headed. Uh-huh. Uh, some of us didn't listen. Uh, you know, they, they used to say uh, a hard hit back in the day. You know, not today. Not, not you know, this is, this is uh, different. Not, but a soft bo a hard head makes a soft what? Uh-huh. And so some of us learned that. Yes. And, and, and we're all right today. We're good. We're good. Our parents are proud of us because of what we have done. And the steps that we have made. Thank you. And thank God. Bless you, Lord Jesus. You. And so uh, we heard them praying and seeking God. And it put something in our spirit. Uh-huh. And so uh, we know where our help comes from. Thank you. And, but we, we all need to use some common sense. We know where our help comes from. And so we should use some common sense along with the word of God. Because it's not enough to quote the scripture and not live by it. It's not enough to know what to do and uh, that's right to do and then not do it. Uh, that's what gets us in trouble. So we need to use some common sense. The Bible says, and to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write, these things say of he that is holy, he that is true, he that have the key of David, uh, he that open and uh, no man shutteth and shutteth and no man open. Now the identifiers he, uh, he is holy. The identifier, he, uh, uh, he is true. The identifier, he has the key of David. Now, there is no reference to, uh, uh, to something that, there, matter of fact, a lot of people don't even uh, talk about this. But uh, the key of David is not often mentioned anywhere. And I begin to look. Uh, I begin to search and begin to pray. And, and so I found in the Bible, it says in Isaiah 22 and 20, uh, beginning at the 20th verse, it says, and it shall come to pass in the day that I will call my servant Elikim, uh, the, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy girdle. And I will commit the government upon his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
and to the house of Judah, and the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, and he shall open and none shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. I read many commentaries about the key of David. And those commentaries, they talked about the power of the key. The key is power, power. You know, and I have a key ring with a lot of keys on it. You know, keys do represent authority. You can go in, you can go out. You can open, you can close. One of, some of my keys are master keys that are not to be duplicated. And so a key represents power, that's true. A key locks a government authority and some have uh, uh, even mentioned uh, that as they talked about the key of David, they couldn't help but talk about David's sin. And I don't believe God was referring to any of those things when he talked about the key of David. Now, this is just me. And I'm basing this upon the word of God. Now, you can go back and you can search it out yourself, and I encourage you to do that. I'm not one of those preachers that say, don't, look, don't read your Bible, believe me. No, read your Bible. Yes, thank you. Read your Bible. Thank you. I insist that you read your Bible. Please read your Bible. Please listen to the word of God. Please get an understanding because the word of God says in all thy getting, get an understanding. And so read your Bible. Don't let the days, the weeks, the months go by and you have not read the word of God. Don't, don't just listen to me or any other preacher preach the word and you don't get in it. Matter of fact, you ought to come back with some questions. Pastor, the word of God says this. Minister, the word of God says that. Elder, whatever evangelist. Now, God gave five. Prophet, evangelist, teacher, a pastor, apostle, uh, for the perfecting of the saints. So one of them should have some sort of an answer or they should be praying with you for an answer. That everybody don't know everything, uh, but, but you ought to seek it out. So get in the word of God. And so the Bible talks about the key of David. I don't believe it was just a physical key that David, that God is referring to. But the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 3 and 14, the Lord has sought after a man after his own heart. And the Lord have commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Talking to Saul, this is the prophet Samuel Speaking to Saul, Saul, God gave an order, and you didn't follow that order. God said what needed to be done, and you chose to do something else. How many have heard the word of God and chose to do something else? Saul found that uh, the, the, the kingdom had been stripped out of his hand, even though it did not occur overnight. You need to listen to what I just said. The judgment had been passed, the, the authority, the command, the kingship, uh, had been, the captain of being over God's people had been removed from him and placed into the hands of another, someone that God considered a man after his own heart. Saul made an excuse and said, I feared the people. You weren't here, Samuel. And so I became afraid of what the people would do. Listen. You ought to fear God more than man. You ought to fear the one that can destroy both the body and the soul. You might cut me up in pieces. You might put me in the meat grinder. You might give me cement shoes and cast me in the ocean. But that's just the body. My soul belongs to God. And that's what's going to make the difference. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. It is God that I'm listening to. It's God that I'm serving. It's God that I'm making a sacrifice for. Uh, it's God that I'm singing the song to. I'm your Lord. Uh-huh. And so uh, uh, you need to uh, catch what the word of God is saying. That a man, David, because uh, it was identified, we understand, we all know that it was David. That God was talking, I found somebody. And he is a man after my own heart. Uh, and so the Bible tells us in 1 Kings, uh, it says now in the eighth, uh, the eighteenth year of uh, King Jehoab, uh, excuse me, uh, the eighteenth year of of King 
Jeroboam, that uh, the son of Nebat and Abijam, uh, over, they reigned over Judah, and three years reigned in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Micaiah, and the daughter of Absalom, and he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before, which had done before him, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord. See, this is a matter of the heart. Uh, this is not a matter of you having uh, a large, small congregation or, 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 or having keys to city hall, the keys, of, the key to the city, you know, that's been given to you by the government or anything like it is a matter of the heart. Where is your heart at? David was a man after God's own heart. And the Bible said uh, that his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father. Nonetheless, for David's sake, did the Lord uh, his God give him a lamp in Jerusalem? I'm not going to cut you off. Uh, that, that's what he's saying. I'm not going to cut you off because of my servant David. And so to set up a son after him to establish Jerusalem, now get it, because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except those of you that are haters and want to dwell on his hiccup. Those of you that just want to just want to hate because he because of what he did and find fault with him. But you're not focusing on the fact that God said God testified and said that he did all that was commanded of him. Oh, my God. How many times have you messed up? Oh, bless your name, Jesus. How many times have you got out the will of God? Not once, not twice, not three times, not a death. Oh, how many times have you got out the will of God? Bless your name, Jesus. David messed up. Oh, but we're not dwelling on that. Because he is the key. Because there's a key to his He obeyed what God had to say. So I submit to you this morning that the key of David was the commitment. The key of David was the commitment which then made a covenant of his heart. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It was the commitment that David had to God that was the key. Bless your Lord God. That's what you want. You don't want a physical key. You don't want a blessing. You want a commitment that God can work with. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. The covenant of promise is to those that are committed, dedicated, sold out. I'm yours, Lord. Didn't you hear the song our songsters were singing this morning? Lord, I'm committed to you. I'm giving myself to you, Lord. Now, there are those that have a special commitment with God. They, yeah, they have a special commitment. Their commitment says, I'll do whatever you ask me to do except for, and they roll it. You ever watched a, a TV show, a, a comedy, or maybe it was a cartoon where they, they take out a little strip, and, and when they unroll it, it rolls a half a mile down the street. It's a whole list of things of what they will or will not do. Uh, that, that's how some... some uh, some are uh, in, today. Uh huh. They say they are. They love the Lord. That's how some are today. That you know, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Except, but but I need you to read this list first, and, and mine would be asking God to sign and read it, not to ask them to do those things. Listen, if you are, if that's you, then God's not talking to you today. He's not talking to you. That you don't have a word. This word, uh, hold on. Your help is on. It's not for you. If you laid out your terms of agreement, he's not talking to you. Uh, you can name it and you can claim it. He's not talking to you. He said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. 
and no man can shut it. For thou has a little strength. Uh, just, just tap yourself and say, I have a little strength. It, you know, just, just, just know you have a, a little strength. And, and understand that, that saying I have a little strength don't mean that, that there's a lot of sin there. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. It, it, it just means that, 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 you, that you have something that you're holding on to. You're holding on to what God has said. I, I have a little strength. You know, the storms of life may have taken a toll, and I'm sure it has, uh, predating uh, the, the stay-at-home of 2020, uh, predating all of that. The storms of life may have taken a toll uh, on you, but God wants you to know that I got you. Uh, I, I got you. I, I see the strength that you do have, you know, and, and thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes you, you don't feel like going to church because the toll of life has taken uh, and you just want to climb in bed and curl up. You know, some days come you don't want to go to work. You just want to you just want to chill and, and not do anything, you know. Uh, but we know those things will spiral us into a state of depression. And so we have to be careful about those things. I'm just being for real here. And so we have to be careful about those things and what we allow in and what we allow and what we don't give out or what we give out and don't allow in. Bless your Lord. And so uh, a strength, the storms of life are taken, but you still have something left. Uh, and, and so God is saying, hold on. Your help is on the way. Uh, you have kept my word. You know, you didn't deny the faith. You didn't deny my name. Uh, when others couldn't hold on and others compromised and uh, some left and went astray, you still held on. You kept singing the song. You kept lifting them up. Uh, you kept uh, repeating this word of God. Oh, my God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, you would even talk to, to someone that gave you some encouragement from time to time. And, uh, you know, because you wanted that hold, to hold on to what, was, to what you had. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some said it, it don't take all of that. I bear the, uh, the difference. It does take all of that and some more. It takes everything that, that we have because we haven't done. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. We might claim that we're doing, but we have not done. We need to have some tenacity. We need to be consistent in what we're doing with God. Uh, we need to hold on, bless you, Lord Jesus, to the little strength that we have. Oh, my God, mighty God. Some left, others went astray. When they said it didn't take off, they said uh, uh, while a, a little sin uh, don't hurt. But now that little bit has become a lot. Yes. Mighty God. Jesus. Uh, a little bit. Uh-huh. A little bit becomes a lot after a while. Because it continued to pile and continue to pile and after a while, you'll look back and wonder, how did I get there? Where did it start? You know where it started. You know when it started. You got to get out of that. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Uh, behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Second Corinthians, Paul speaks about these things and said, for such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostle and to the apostles of Christ. And, no, and don't marvel at this. Don't think it's strange. Don't think it's strange for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed uh, as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to. Don't think it's strange when you meet someone. Uh-huh. There are those I was speaking with a young man the other day and he was talk, telling me about someone uh, that the man been telling folks that he done, uh, that he done, he done went to heaven and, and has stood for day after day, weeks and 100 days in the presence of God and he even has spoken to Jesus Christ, and, you know, and, and he comes back here periodically to, to men, but he is always in the presence of God. Those that have seen God face to face, the Bible plainly say that no man has seen, uh, excuse me for, for having a quite a little chuckle there, but you know, people get caught up in that, and it's sad. Uh, and I'm talking. I'm not. When I say people caught up, 
I'm talking about those that claim to know the word of God. When the Bible plainly says, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The Bible says that for many shall come in my name saying I am the Christ. And you drinking the Kool-Aid. You drinking the punch. Walking around putting on Nikes and, and, and wearing all white clothing and, you know, and, and denying all your, your, your family and, and finances and everything to follow a group of people. I want to say a group of monkeys. Just to follow some folks uh, because a big spaceship is coming and you're going to get caught up in that spaceship only to commit suicide. The Bible says many shall come saying, I am the Christ. Stay away from them. They're synagogues of Satan. Uh-huh. They're synagogue. When you meet somebody that's so spiritual, sister, you know, um, God has uh, uh, revealed himself to me and and, and so that's why I have on this, this white shirt and these white pants and these white shoes uh, looking like Mr. York from uh, Fantasy Island, uh, you know, and just, it just and, and you know, and, and, uh, and so uh, because I'm, I'm pure, you know, I'm pure. Uh, you look like a bottle of bleach that spilled all over you. My God, that's not God. That's not God. That's a synagogue of Satan. Somebody that got the wrong, as colorful as God is. When we read in the scripture, as we get further, we're going to see how colorful he is. But listen, beloved, when I give, I give all diligence to write unto you for the common salvation, it is needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Your faith in God, your commitment to God is so great you get violent. Uh -huh, this is a violent walk. Uh, yes, this is a violent walk. Uh, just like you won't allow anybody to just walk into your house and, and take whatever they want, you know, why you there, then it's a violent. You're not going to let nobody, let, let me get more personal with that. You're not just going to walk up to one of my children and assault them in front of me without me taking some type of action. And when I say some type of action, I'm not talking about Somebody help. I'm not talking about that kind of action. We're going to take some action. Uh-huh. You're not going to assault. Uh, you, you might have married my daughter, but you're not going to abuse my daughter. Not when I find out about it. Uh-huh. We're going to take some action. Now, I'm not going to say what that action is, but there's going to be some action taken because of her safety. That's my daughter. Those, those are my children. And so, and they have brothers, and they've been instructed. They were instructed early on in, in school to protect their sister. If you see a, a young man trying to talk to your sister, just walk up to him and say, man, my sister don't want to talk to you. That's a conversation for another time, but that was many, 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 many years ago, and my sons enjoyed that. In other words, you're going to protect what is yours. You're going to protect it. You're going to protect what's personal, and your soul is the most personal thing you have. Yes, thank you. The soul is the most personal. So protect your soul because there are those that will come in, certain men, certain men creep in unaware, so they're sneaky. Uh-huh, they're sneaky. They got, they got game. Uh, and it was already, these people were already ordained to condemnation, ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them which dwell upon the earth. There's something that is coming upon the world. And so in order to be prepared for that, you need to prepare now, and for those of you, give yourself a pat, for those of you that are prepared, uh-huh, see, you need to understand something. You're not, you're not, just, you're not just coming to church not to be prepared. Your, your attendance is preparedness. Uh-huh. 
You're not just listening to the broadcast because you, you, that is for preparedness. Uh, and there's been enough given to you with your commitment unto the Lord that prepares you so that when that thing, when the hour come, you're saved from those things. What hour? He said the hour of temptation, when it shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth is not intended for you. 2020, while some decided to go different ways, you kept my word. While others stopped being faithful, you kept my word. You were faithful to the pastoral ship, fed the flock of God. You were faithful to Zoom meetings. You know, many services were over Zoom. And you utilized that to give the people of God a word. There's been live feeds, radio broadcasting, uh, online to television of subscription for the saints of God. Faithful. And it comes with a price. It comes at a cost. It's not free. And you contributed. You gave offerings. Uh, you, you continue to tithe and to do those things that of the word of God to support the ministry. God saw all of that and said, I'll keep you. Hold on. Your help is on the way. Uh, live podcast, podcast such as this. Your help is on the way. When the doors open, uh, some said, I'm not going to go back to it. But there were others that came to the church to clean the dust off the dust that had settled, to, to clean the sanctuary and to get it back into the order that it should be in because it is a holy place unto the Lord. It is a house of prayer. And so they took the time to stop by and to make sure the sanctuary had been sanitized because it's of God. He said, and let behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Hold fast what you've been holding. Hold on to it. Don't let anyone take your crown. I love that. I love that because I didn't really see that until uh, last night. Uh, he said, uh, hold on and don't let anyone take your crown. You cannot take from someone what they do not possess. I can walk up to you all day long. I can stand there with a knife, gun, uh, anything, you know, threatening you and telling you to give me that hundred dollars in your pocket. And every time you turn your pocket inside out, nothing but lint come out. But yet I'm demanding because you don't have a hundred dollars. So there's nothing to be taken from you. But God says here, huh, hold fast which thou have that no man take your what? That no man take your what? So that means that uh, Church of Philadelphia, you possess something. You're in possession of something. You may not, but you need to understand you're in possession of something. And don't let no one take what you possess away from you. You, you, better, you better get this. You better get it. You better hold on to it. Don't sacrifice what you have. Don't, let it, don't allow anybody to take what you have. You have a crown of life. And you going to let somebody take your crown of life away from you? For what? For a moment of pleasure? The Bible says for a moment of pleasure, man will miss out on eternal life. Well, I'm going to hit that and I'm going to be on my way and I'm going to go back to church and repent. That's what you think. God didn't say that. That's what you think. Don't be, a, don't be that kind of risk taker. Don't, don't do that. Uh-uh. Oh, bless you, Lord. I'm, I'm winding down. I'm winding. But, but you can't take from a person what they don't have. Don't let nobody take your crown. Don't let nobody take what you possess. You got it. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. 
And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which coming down out of the heaven from my God. And I will call upon him, and I will write upon him. Listen to this. Listen to this. I will write upon him my new name. I'm going to write up. How are you going to be saved? And the name of salvation is gone. There's a new name. How we? And you don't know that new name unless, just like you won't know my new name until I tell it to you. Uh huh. You won't know his new name until it's given to you. So people are going to be uh, uh, calling upon the name of Jesus. And it's not going to work because there's a new name that's going to be given. People are going to be calling upon the name of Jesus. This is the day of salvation. This is the time. He came to save the people from their sin. And he gave us a name above every name. He gave us a name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. And that's at the name. But there's going to be a new name that you won't know unless you make it in. Unless you hold on and know that your help is on the way. Unless you hold on and not be as those other churches that receive letters of, of some of condemnation. But hold on. Don't let the devil have a seat in your heart. Don't follow after the, the doctrine of Balaam and the Nicolaitans and uh, allow Jezebel to, uh, to seduce, seduce you and uh, hold on. You got to hold on and not allow those things to occur because there are promises. We're going to read through some of those promises. But there are promises that have been given that you need to hold on to. And one of those promises is that I will write my new name. I think that casts a, a, that's going to cast a, a big stumbling block, a big uh, problem and the doctrine of I can wait until the tribulation to be saved. You need to understand this is the time of the Gentiles. The outer court is going to be taken away. And so we're in the dispensation of grace. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit says unto the church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord, your kindness. Thank you for your word today. And we ask, Lord God, that you would bless the hearers and the doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, you need to have your sins remitted. And you need to repent. That goes hand in hand. Remission of sin and repentance go together. If you don't repent, your name will not. Your, your name will not appear in the Lamb's Book of Life. There is no St. Peter that's going to be standing there, no St. John, no St. Mary, or anything like that. You, nope, I'm telling you now, no. No. They, that, those, no. It's not going to work like what you see in the movies and cartoons and, and all of that stuff. But you want your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, then you must follow what the Word of God is saying. And if you want to experience the key of David, which is a commitment unto God, that covenant relationship, you're going to have to make a change. And guess what? All of us change every day. It's a one day at a time, and all of us need to be conscious of one day. Listen, uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I pray and hope to see you here or to see you there when we're all caught up. Until then, be blessed and know that, that you're surrounded by him. Give an offering, put your hand up. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your Lord. Our Father, thank you for those that have given 
Thank you for those that are supporting the ministry, Lord God. I ask that you bless them. Let them not feel the loss. Lord God, we thank you because we know that you're able to open doors that no man can shut. We're able to shut doors that no man can open. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. We honor for your word and your, their faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide, henceforth, now, and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.